0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Albion Obsessed podcast. We come to you today on the back of our fourth successive defeat against Newcastle United on Saturday the 5th of March. There's a lot to talk about today, but before we jump into the usually scheduled content, let's meet our uh, our fellow Albion fans. We've got Joe. Joe, how are you, my friend?
1: <sighs> yeah... <laughs> um, not overly promising, but, you know, we'll get into that. But other than that,
0: other than football, I'm I'm fine. It just
1: seems to be the, the running theme at the moment.
0: Mm, definitely. Um, and Joe, you had a baby free night. How did that go for you? Slept. Pardon the pun. Slept like a baby. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was great, oh, no. but woke up with a really bad neck. So
0: I think I slept too hard. <laughs> um, right, right, feel fun. your pain there brother feel your pain from another parent and aaron um aaron we know you're going to have a lot to say today um but putting that aside um how are you
2: feeling in and of yourself i'm all good mate to be fair i'm all good i'm uh, nice and calm at a precise moment in time um, Fantastic. i'm hungry i'm tired but other than that i'm all good
0: well let's see if we can keep that calm demeanor going for at least it won't, a it won't last <laughs> a minute or two. Okay. So, let's jump into it then guys. We come um we're coming here we're chatting about how we've lost our fourth consecutive game as I said in the intro there and in that time we've uh, we've conceded nine goals and we have scored one the goal um, being yesterday um, so before we jump into the uh, the first half let's talk about the starting lineup because it saw a bit of a change um, we saw Basuma dropped to the bench uh, Stephen Alzate started along with Pascal Gross and we also saw Mope uh, drop to the bench as well so Joe mate when you saw that starting 11 what were your initial thoughts?
1: um surprised to see Melpe drops obviously top goal scorer this um, season for us um always seems to be the guy that that will pop up and, and get us out of a bit of trouble but um I thought to myself it's not too bad because he always scores in the 95th minute and he can come off the bench and do that um so um but in terms of Alzate, I was really happy to see him start to be honest um and I thought uh, he he did really well um definitely justified Graham Potter's selection um and to be honest with you i was actually quite happy to see basuma dropped um a lot of fans were a bit up in arms saying he's our best player this that and the other um but he's been performing absolutely terribly of late so absolutely deserved to be dropped and uh, i think Alzate absolutely has to start the next game
0: yeah i couldn't agree more mate i think um players need to know that if they are not performing to the standards that Potter expects, that there is going to be someone um, to come in and um, to take their spot in the starting eleven. So, yeah, it was really good to see Alzate start. Um, which, but I also
1: which... quickly, sorry, just point out that I'm not wearing a Newcastle shirt. Um, I just realised that I'm wearing black and white um, and Puma, who they used to be sponsored by. This is my um side shirt. So, yeah, it's definitely not a
0: Newcastle shirt. <laughs> Amazing, Joe. I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna talk to you a bit about um, those in a bit as well because they've done some sort some things in the newspaper about them. So we'll come on to the Lansing Raiders in just a moment, mate. Um, Aaron, when you saw that starting 11, what were your initial thoughts? Were you, were you, were you like Joe? Were you glad to see that Basuma had been dropped or would you have started him or were there any other changes that surprised you?
2: Uh, I think it was to be expected. I think, I think mean, Basuma needs to be dropped. Well, That's similar to Joe. I mean, surprised Morphe wasn't playing or starting, I should say. Um, yeah, it was it was what it was. And if I had to pick the team again, I don't think I'd really change much about it, to be honest.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I think, um, as you say, and as we've said, you know, when you're not playing well, you need to know that there is someone um, that's ready to take your position in the starting eleven. Um, and I think Basuma maybe just needs to get his head on straight, Um, and it was good to see Alzate come back into the side after what has been a promising run of games for him. Obviously, we've talked about him playing uh, against Newcastle and filling in that role really well, and if Basuma is going to be leaving us in the summer, it's nice to know that we've got a player like Alzate, like Casado, that can step into that role. Um, so, yeah, for my own two cents on the matter, I, l- I looked at London, I was a bit surprised, as you guys were, seeing Mope on the bench. Um, as you say, Joe, our top scorer and as uh, a huge advocate of the way we play um, when Mope's on the pitch, that did surprise me. Um, I was also a bit surprised to see Trossar start because, yes, I know on his day, he's unplayable, but those days seem to be few and far between at the moment. Um, so that was my two cents. I, I initially thought... Fantastic. We're going for a back five because we saw Veltman, Duffy and Dunk. But um, it quickly, um, we quickly realised, Joe, that once again, we had gone to a back four. Um, And we're going to come on to the defence now because I think it was the post-match comments made by Stephen Gerrard after the Villa game where he said that they knew that they could exploit Albion on on the break and in transitions. And it was clear from Newcastle's first goal that they had to... um, pinpointed a weakness within our side do you think we're becoming more susceptible to the counter-attack with four at the back or is it something that we just need to learn how to deal with
1: yeah i think we are and i think uh, it's something that the players seem to have forgotten um we used to be so so good at the the transition between a back 5 and a back 4 so we used to go to a back 4 when attacking and then quickly slot back to a back 5 when it looked like the counter attack was was going to happen um but with with shane duffy on the side lewis dunk isn't blessed with pace um Teams just know that they can just pop it over the top, and and they're darting quick strikers, um, which we long to have at, at our football club. Um, just getting behind and Shane Duffy struggling instantly. Um, Feltman maybe caught out of position a few times. Kukurea caught out of position because they're pushing up to attack. Um, it just doesn't work if, if you want attacking fullbacks um, and to be playing Lampy on the wing. Just play a back five. Um, Lamptey, since being in a back four, it doesn't work. He played right wing yesterday. It didn't work uh, for some reason. He he just seems to operate better in that back five system. And I don't get why Graham Potter hasn't um, utilized that because we do have we've got Veltman, we've got Duffy, we've got Dunk. If you play Duffy in the center and Dunk uh, Dunky and Veltman either side of him he can operate in a back three. We saw it at the start of the season and he was fantastic. Um, so I, I don't quite get what's gone on there. It just seems we've we've forgotten our fluidity because we do have it. Graham Potter is a great tactician um, and it just seems that we've only got one plan at the moment.
0: Yeah, hard to uh, disagree with that. Aaron, um, do you echo Joe's thoughts? Do you think the back four is um, a bit of an experiment need- that needs to end? And just also, what what do you think Tarek Lamptey's
2: best position is? It's a fullback. Full he's not a he's not a right winger. It's not it's not hard to to uh, to see that. And it's it's concerning because it's every seem to every time we seem to go sort of forward at the back, we just look like we don't have a clue what to do. And I even would have said yesterday it's more of a three at the back. If I'm being brutally honest with you, I didn't really think it was more of a four personally. I thought Kukorea was more of the defensive out of the, the, the fullbacks. But it it very much felt like it was a wide uh, back three. So, Velton on the right side, dunk in the middle, and then Duffy on the left. And It just felt like if one of them go, steps out, it's just too easy for Wood. It's too easy for Wood. They're, they're good players to figure that out. Um, Yes, yeah, it was, just wasn't really good enough really yesterday. We'll go into that in a bit more detail. But yeah, I think the formations, it needs to stick to a five, a flat five, as in three centre-halves, two full-backs. And if you're going to push push the full-backs on, you make sure one of the midfielders holds. Just It's it's basic. Basic football. Go back to basics, get the formation set right, and then hopefully everything will start coming into play like it did at the start of the season. Yep.
0: Um, one question I'm going to put to you now, boys. I'm going to come back to it in a bit because I'm going to give you a bit of thinking time. Um, I'm going to ask you a bit later. What do you think Graham Potter's best 11 is at this moment in regards to form and injuries? And I'll come back to that perhaps when we've discussed the Newcastle game. I just wanted to give you a bit of a, a heads up for that. Um, yeah, I think the back four isn't working. I think, uh, as you say, Lamptey needs to be deployed in that right wing back position. Kukare around the left wing back position and then a th- a three central defenders. Um, I really wanted to see, I wanted to see a bit of a shake-up um, yesterday, if I'm honest. Um, Richie Mills tweeted out a um, little thing about Graham Potter saying that Potter was going to give fringe players a bit of a go. And I tweeted him in 11. In fact, my, my starting 11 that I tweeted before the game, I was like, oh, don't at me. But this is the team I want to see. It was, I, I wanted to see a lot of changes brought in. We did see some. But um, a calamitous few minutes in the first half saw us go two goals down. We've had a little chat about that first goal in which um, really quick, easy break. Newcastle with pace, um, whereas uh, Villas was over the top um, for uh, Ollie Watkins to run onto. This was very much a a misplaced pass. Chris Wood, I think it was, got the ball and just sent it forward. and we just got done for pace. Uh, the ball uh cannoned off the uh the post, um, and it just fell really, really nicely. It just seemed to be a bit sixes and sevens at the back, Joe. What do you think?
1: Yeah, um, as you say, calamitous, really. Um, people pushing far too high, um, when attacking is again an, another victim of the the formation that, that Graham was trying to uh, deploy yesterday. Um, so, yeah. And when Newcastle had the pace of, of was it Murphy or Willock who who ran through? Um, no. Murphy. Uh, yeah, he you know, everyone knows he, he's a quick guy. Um, and then Ryan Fraser as well is always going to keep up with him. Um, Rapid, probably one of the quickest players I've seen. He maybe lost a little bit of pace over the last few seasons. But yeah, he's, he's always going to be up there. And um, when I saw it happening... I just thought, yeah, that's that's 1-0. Um, there's nothing we can do to save this. Duffy and Dunk trying their absolute best to scramble back and, and try and save something. But, um, yeah, it's just an- an- another disappointing goal to concede, really.
0: Yeah, very disappointing. Um, I think as you touched on, Joe, a minute ago, we've before Christmas, we were uh, a notoriously difficult team to score against. And if teams did score against us, it would be just the one goal. It seems since, well, since Christmas, really, we've just seemed to be undone a little bit. As I say, nine goals conceded in four games. And um, Aaron, we've conceded nine goals in those four games. That's nearly as many as the 10 games that preceded it. So in the t- previous 10 games, we conceded about nine. We've done that in four what what what's happening? Is it a coaching thing? Is it a confidence thing? What what, what do you think, mate? What do you think about this? Like you know, this poor
2: um, defensive form that we're in at the moment. I think it's a mixture of a couple of things, really. I think mean, it's a mixture of injuries. Uh, obviously, losing Webster doesn't help, and in Burn Burn was our most informed defender, and. You know, it, it showed yesterday. Like, God, he was good yesterday. Like, he was just solid. It, this is what we were missing, just on, just do the simple things right. And I think mean, coaching error, I think it's more part of trying to overthink things too much. I think he, he wants to try and play a four at the back, but then he can switch into a five at the back at any point when it's just some maybe sometimes good enough just to stick to one formation, go five at the bat to start with. And then if it doesn't work, then you've got an option to change it. Don't just chop and change it during the course of the game. And I just thought the bat just doesn't work. I just don't I just don't get it. I just don't understand. It's just uh just frustrating. But I get it. I- I can get why people say, you know, we since losing Burn, our defensive sort of stats haven't been great, which they haven't been. But surely one player who at the start of the season was our fifth choice centre-back going out surely isn't sort of a massive sort of confidence shatter from Dunk Duffy. Veltman looked poor yesterday. Well, he looks okay, not poor. Poor's a bit harsh. But... It just seems like something that's not quite right, and I don't know really what it is, to be honest. I can't put my finger on why. The only logical thing is is you know, ever since we sold Byrne, we can't seem to stop conceding. And it is it's stupid. It really is, but it's the only logical explanation I can think of.
0: Yeah, the I think the um, the selling of Dan Byrne, not replacing him as we've said several times over the last few episodes of the podcast. And also, I I wouldn't be surprised if the likes of, you know, Dan Ashworth leaving has had an impact on the wider Albion sort of, you know, community that that the club have. Um, I think these things have probably unsettled uh, the players a little bit. Um, Obviously, Dunkey's returning from a lengthy injury spell, and it seems almost immediately there's no time for him to settle back into things. It's just a lot of pressure on his shoulders, Right off the bat, because of injuries to Webster and the sale of uh, Dan Byrne, as we say. And it's just amazing, isn't it? We sold Ben White at the start of the season for 50 million, didn't need to replace him. And yet we sold Dan Byrne for 13 million. And we just look completely bereft of defensive confidence. Um, It just almost goes to show that Dan Byrne was a more important player for us than Ben White, perhaps. Um, so that was the first goal that we conceded and what, not even two minutes later, we conceded from a set piece, which, um, not particularly, um, something that we see very often, Joe, um, it was at the near post. Do you think that Sanchez could have done more to stop it or was it just a bullet of a header?
1: Um, yeah, it's a decent header to be fair to the lad. Um, but Sanchez has been a little bit, um, Suspect last few games. You're probably asking the wrong person whether he he could have done better because I I don't really know um, whether it, his positioning was off or anything like that. I'm I'm not a goalkeeping expert, unfortunately. But um, yeah, uh, just a, another really cheap goal to concede. Maybe with the centre backs that we do have, could be challenging for for that ball um, in front of Sanchez and not putting him in that position. But then, you know, you you expect your goalkeeper to, to at least, you know, um, give, it, give it a good go. But as I say, Sanchez has been a little bit off it. His decision-making, positioning, stuff like that has just been completely uh, wayward. Um, I think there was one decent save, to be fair, from him, um, pretty much on his line. So, you know, you've got to give credit where credit's due. Um but yeah, he, the, the hype about him just seems to have died down a little bit. I don't know whether um, the Spain call-up got to his head and um, maybe thought he was he, he's made it already so he doesn't have to try as hard because last season he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, Aaron, you did a, a great piece um, on, on our website, uh, The Rise of Bobby Sanchez, which is a great read. If you, if you haven't read it yet, go, go and check that out. But... Um, Yeah, uh, it's just disappointing to see that rise not continuing because he could be, and he still can, he's still really young. You've got to give him that. Um, But he could be a huge goalkeeper in the future. He could be at Real Madrid. He could go to anyone he wants. Um, He just has to keep that concentration level that we know he's got. He has got it. He just needs to keep
2: it.
0: Yeah, I think, um, Aaron, when it comes to Big Bob, um, what do you think? Um, the, the saying always goes, you know, goalkeepers should rarely concede at their near post. Out uh, of the three of us, you're the uh, you're the goalkeeper. Um, so, in terms of that second goal, is there anything um, Bobby Sanchez could have done about it? And do you think that perhaps this dip in form um, could be improved if perhaps he had someone? Um, that was in the wings waiting for those goalkeeper gloves if Bobby Sanchez did make a few howlers.
2: Uh I think he'd be disappointed with the goal. I think he, he's got a good enough hand on it to 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 make that make a save. It was a good header. It was a good header, but as a keeper if you get a hand to something you, you feel like you should save it. Um you know near post as well. I will say one thing: the marking was shambolic for that for their second. My God, it was awful. Uh, just, just seemed to run off the back of Welbeck, and he just didn't really want to compete with him. It was, it was not. Uh, yeah, it was not great. I think in terms of competition, I think if I'm honest, I, I don't, I can't really say much about if there's competition would he get dropped because I generally don't know what goes through Potter's mind but I, I've been victim of being on the bench as a goalkeeper waiting for mistakes waiting for mistakes from you know the guy who's taking the gloves off me and it's it's a weird feeling I've been on the other end of that where I've taken mistakes and been dropped and it, it, that's the way football goes and I think mean, we miss that to a certain degree I think just that sort of competitiveness amongst amongst the goalkeepers and probably to be fair amongst the squad, because let's be honest, you could have an absolute shitter one game and you just know you're not going to get dropped because yeah we haven't got anybody else. And if we do, it's they're not Premier League ready or you know, for example, Duffy. I would have dropped Duffy after the uh, Burnley game myself. I wouldn't even have had him in the squad. I would have st- stayed with. Uh, would have put Roberts in myself, but again, he's not Premier League ready. It's like Basuma's he's he done well with Basuma. He dropped Basuma when he's not been performing, which is a bold call, but I think it's the right one. And finally, started Alzate. Where I'm not an Alzate fan, but I thought he was really good yesterday. Probably one of the only players actually came out of that with sort of any sort of credibility. But it's difficult to say. Potter, Potter knows what he's doing. Um just got to trust him. Will Sherpin come back in and put pressure on Sanchez next year? I don't know. I haven't really seen much of Sherpen to really, to really say, yes, he's going to be our future number one. But Sanchez, Sanchez, if he wants to, he can go as high as he wants. He can be playing for for Barcelona, Real Madrid if he really wants. And it just feels like he can't really be asked. Like My girlfriend kept saying to me when we went to the Burnley game, like, he just doesn't look like he gives a shit. He's like, just there like in, in the warm-up. He was making mistakes. Like Some of his saving techniques are a bit strange where he sort of just more uses his feet more than his hands. And it's like, you know, I don't know if that's a Spanish thing because the hair's the same, Kepa's the same. I'm not sure if that's just a Spanish thing, what they do. I don't know. Um, Yeah, we'll have to find out in the coming weeks. If if you're going to drop him, you're going to have to drop him a steal. And that obviously because Sherpin's online. But other than that, I don't think we can't really play McGill, can't play Toby Ball, because he's two they're two obviously two young youngsters. Yeah, I just don't know where you'd go, to be fair, if you were gonna drop him at this at this moment in time anyway.
0: Yeah, they're fair comments. Uh, I suppose the reason I ask that is because I think well obviously last season, um and for the previous season as well, Matty Ryan was underperforming. Um And there were calls to drop him. But the question was, well, who do you play? Do you play David Button or do you play Jason Steele? Both of which you could argue were perhaps not ready or they weren't good enough. Not ready. They're both old, but uh, they weren't good enough to, um, you know, to take the gloves off Matty Ryan. And for a long time, Matty Ryan just sort of coasted. And I don't think it was it was to the detriment of him as a player. Um, and then, obviously, Bob Sanchez came in and uh, took the gloves. I just wonder if uh, if Sanchez did have a bit more competition in that department. If we'd see an upturn in perhaps because I do agree, Aaron. I think you know you watch him; he just everything. He's just quite. Uh, he's just not first, is he? He's just very nonchalant about everything. And some in some respects, I like that. But in others, sometimes I want to see it show him to show a bit more, sort of like you know. Um, not like the rest of the team, I just want to show a bit more passion, a bit more sort of, you know, enthusiasm for everything, because at the moment that just seems to be lacking across the whole squad. But you do raise a good point because we have got several players at the moment that are really quite underperforming. Um, but you look at the bench over the last few games, Joe, there are just no game changers on there. They're all kids from the 23s or, you know, so it's it's very difficult if things aren't going our way. We can't, I don't think we can really look to our bench at the moment and expect uh, expect them to change the game. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, it's a difficult one because, you know, it, it depends who's on the bench. It depends who grand Potter starts. Yesterday, we had McAllister come off the bench. We had Trossard, uh, not Trossard, sorry, um, Malpe. Um, we've seen Trossard on the bench over the last couple of games as well, um, who can provide a bit of a spark. I thought Solly did really well off the bench yesterday as well. Um, to be fair to him, I think people need to give him a little bit more respect as well. Um, I see a lot of people see Solimarch come on and um you just know they're at home with their head in their hands thinking, oh not him again. But he gives a hundred percent every single time. I know I, I went on in on him a little bit after the villa game saying that he needs he's taken players on too many times and um not delivering a crosses at the right time, but you see in his face that he wants to do something. He wants some support. He wants to change the game. Um, and he, he has got that in his locker. Um, we just need to see that little bit more confidence from him, I think, um, which, you know, there's not much confidence in the squad at all at the moment. Um, so you can't really blame him as, as an individual. Um, but I, I, I think there are, there is enough on our bench to at least try and change a game. Um, Obviously you you mentioned the under twenty threes, yeah. Um they're a little bit like uh, a a fifty-fifty chance, really, whether they come on and have an absolute wonder game and they're dubbed the next wonder kid, the next Darren Connolly, which I'm sure they don't want that title, to be honest with how that's gone. Um but yeah, um you can't put too much pressure on them to to be coming off the bench and to be changing a, a Premier League game against Newcastle United you know that that is a huge ask of them um but I would like to see it because for me the the youngsters give that no fear element really um we saw it with Sarmiento when he he was playing uh towards the start of the season I he was so exciting and Absolutely gutted to see him get injured, but it's, it's really great to see him back on the training pitch. Um, I thought Evan Ferguson, when he came off the bench uh, against West Brom, was was phenomenal. I know it's against West Brom, it's, it's one step down from the Premier League, but you know he, he got an assist, whether he meant it or not, that's, that's another thing, but he, he still got into that position. Um, and when, when are these players Premier League ready? If you're going to put them in a Premier League squad, you have to be trusting them enough to do well to come on on the pitch. Um, Hayden Roberts, everyone's been saying, put him in a back three. Please put him in a back three. We've seen him in the cup this season. He's been great. We've seen him in the under-23s. So many players have made that transition from the under-23s to the Premier League squad and have done well from it. So why aren't we giving him that chance? I, I just don't understand it
0: no i agree and i have been one of those people that has uh, advocated to start roberts on the left side of a back three he's um at the in our squad at the moment he's our only natural left foot defender i believe um since the departure of big dan Byrne. um so yeah and things as we say, defensively aren't working at the moment nine goals conceded in four games i'm going to keep saying it because it just seems so unreal um but something needs to change um and yesterday, we did finally score a goal, um, came from a set piece. And finally, finally, Lewis Dunk gets on the score sheet uh, for this season, Aaron. Um, is it a long, long overdue goal for Dunkey? Um, and, but it was a hell of a header, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was a good header. Uh, it was probably the only good thing Gross done all game, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, it was a very good header. Um I want to say it's been common for him. I don't think he's really been obviously he's missed sort of quite a bit two three months of the season. But it's just nice it's fine to see a goal, Christ. It feels like forever since we scored. And uh it was probably well deserved. I think second half we were actually okay. Um but it's not good enough again to, to get an equaliser. We didn't really fret really after that. I don't really fret at all games to be honest. We never really looked like scoring until we did, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it was a good header, good, good delivery, and yeah, finally scored.
0: Thank the Lord! I think there was one chance after that where their keeper had to make a bit of a scrambling save, but I don't think it was going in anyway. Um, so let's chat about it then, because. I think as you say, and in your opinion, certain things, um, the game reminded me a lot of the Villa game. Very slow build-up, lots of possession. Um, but lots of people on Twitter were saying after the game, um, I suppose as a way of making from themselves, try to feel better, that we were the better team. Um Joe, does being the better team matter if you don't come away with three points? Absolutely bloody not. Um I I
1: I get a bit annoyed seeing it. Um, oh but we were the better team okay great but we didn't get we didn't even get a point from that game um it doesn't matter to me all I want to see is us at least try and bloody score which we don't seem to do I I remember celebrating our first shot on target out of I think we had one shot on target out of nine shots in the first 60 minutes that might be wrong um but it it was around that um and I Jokingly tweeted that I'm I, I lived two minutes from the training ground. I'm gonna go and have a look and see if they've actually got goals there. Um, and if they're regulation size, because I, I just don't understand why maybe this is a bit ignorant of me to say this, but I don't understand why Premier League footballers can't have a shot on target. It, it they they've got all week to, to train, I'm sure they score bags of goals in training so. I don't get what changes in, in the game. Um, but being the better team, it, it doesn't matter. We we were maybe a tiny bit better than Newcastle. But guess what Newcastle did? They took their bloody chances. Um, so it doesn't matter. It really doesn't.
0: Totally agree. Um, I've said before, we've seen a lot of valid critique, criticism and perhaps I suppose what you might call negative analysis of the, the the team's recent performance this season, we've seen that battered away by saying things like, oh, but we're in the top 10 or, oh, but we were the better team. But as you say, Joe, none of that matters if you're not picking up points. Um, and this brings me on to the question for you, Aaron. Last season, we were guilty of creating hatfuls of chances and not putting them away. But at the moment, we seem to be creating next to nothing Again, we've seen we've said about the problems at the back. What what do
2: you think the problems are at the front? Build up play is too bloody slow. It's way too slow. Like in, you watch I've just seen Arsenal score. They've just gone one up against Watford. And their build up play was rapid. And we get the ball, we take a touch, oh fuck it will turn about four times. I will play it backwards. Give it to Dunk or Duffy. We'll go sideways. Give it to Lamptey. We'll go back again. There's no one who can get the ball and just drive. And even Basuma was guilty of this after the Tottenham game. Um, he would get the ball and he wouldn't do his normal driving runs. He would just sort of, you know, just lay it off and give someone else a responsibility. You need someone with, A, a bit of pace. who can cut through the lines. You can just run and run and run. And someone who can actually cr- create chances. Which, when you don't play McAllister, we don't look like we have. You know, it's, it's, I just don't understand. And it's infuriating. And it's, it's,
1: it's concerning that a lot of people say, oh, we miss Webster because of his driving runs forward. He's but a fucking how, centre-half. Exactly. I was, was going to say, how centre-half. bad is that, that we've got to rely on a centre-back to be doing that job? It's Yeah,
2: doesn't make but sense. But it's, it's, it's not hard to see where the issue is. It, it really isn't. If we were quicker in the build-up, we create more chances. We create more chances. We score more goals. You fucking get the ball. And you stop it every time you attack. What's the point? You might as well play for the nil-nil draw because we're not going to score. We never looked like scoring yesterday. We never. There was no ch- no point. Where even when Welbeck went through on goal, I was like, he's probably not going to score this. And he didn't, and I was like, all right, not a particularly big surprise. And then that was the only moment I thought, oh, we actually played reasonably quick football and there's a good ball through through to him. Other than that, we've done nothing.
0: No, oh, Aaron's sneezing. Bless you, Aaron.
2: And it was just it was just infuriating. Like I don't all you want to see is players playing with a bit of pride and a bit of effort and a bit of pace. And we haven't had any of that at all in the last four games. The first half of United, yes. Ever since the second half of United, we've been absolutely dreadful. And the fat people are saying, oh, we were the better team. I don't care. Did we win? No, we weren't the better team. Done. It's, if you're the better team, you get three points. Straight facts. If you're not, then you don't get anything. We didn't get anything, so we weren't the better team. We weren't clinical enough. Newcastle were. So they were the better team in that. Defensively, we conceded two. They conceded one. They're the better team defensively in that day. It's not. It's not. It's not rocket science to figure that out. And some of our fans are like, oh yeah, but it was. A, it was a good performance. It was better than the last couple of weeks. I could have put the under eight team out there against Newcastle yesterday, and it would have been better than the last couple of weeks. Like I, the last two weeks have been absolutely shambolic, from anyone's point of view. but again. I'll say this again. Burnley battered us. Villa. Played smart and won on... Well, they took their chances and they actually played reasonably well. Not fantastic, but well enough to beat us. We've just not turned up. And we haven't turned up in February. Haven't turned up in March. You tell me when our next point's coming. I can't fucking see it. Liverpool. It won't be be Liverpool. It won't be Liverpool. We'll probably play Norwich and we'll fucking lose. It's just... It, that's just the sort of annoying shit we do. But actually, no, Joe, you're probably right. We probably, we'll beat Liverpool on Saturday. We'll go to Tottenham or we've got Tottenham at home. We'll beat Tottenham. We'll play Norwich and we'll fucking lose. Cause that's what we do. We can't beat the good, the, we can't beat the lesser teams. Like, at the start of the season, we were, we, we took Watford to the well, I say cleaners. We've beat Watford 2-0. We beat Brentford just, but we didn't play particularly well. You know, we, Teams around us who normally expect us to lose, we don't. Uh, sorry, expect us to win, we don't. We lose. It's been like that ever since I've been a Brighton fan. When we were, I stupidly said going out to the Burnley game, I felt quietly confident. Why did I say that? I don't know. Because I know what's going to happen. It's the hope that kills you, and yet again, it was a hope that got me. And oh, I, just, I just don't get it. I just don't understand this fucking club. Sometimes it kills yeah. me.
1: Well, can I can I put a positive spin on this? Just So, against Burnley, we were shambolic, right? Against Villa... If you say because we scored, I swear to God. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so, against Villa, we were better than Burnley, but it was still crap. Yesterday, we were still a bit iffy. So, it's going up <laughs> slowly, slowly but surely. So, against <laughs> Liverpool, we're delivering absolute worldie.
2: By the end of the season, you might score a goal from open play. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But I'm not being, not being funny. Newcastle, we, Newcastle's record against us is awful. It always is. And has been, I think their last win was at the Amex when they beat us 2 1 with the Army's ridiculous goal, which I don't want to talk about because it makes me mad. But it's just since, since then, they can't seem to score against us or even, like, especially at St. James's Park. Oh my god, what a goal. Um sorry, got completely sidetracked there. Just an unbelievable overhead kick. It just took me well out of the game there. Um I've lost my track of thought. Can we start again, please? Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> my I got com- completely sidetracked then. Honestly, who scored? Um, uh Hernandez, I think his name is. Overhead oh, kick. I'm unreal. I'm yeah, unreal. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, that's what—that's that what—that's dis- what distracted me. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, a Aaron, Aaron saw a goal and was like, "What is that? <laughs> yeah, over well, there in a while? <laughs> oh, wow! Look at that! It's actually an attacker who can actually. Oh, well, to be fair, similar to more. Oh, that's actually nice, no, better than more plays against West Ham. Come on in, Mister
1: Popper. Sign him up. Really? Sign him up. He
0: can score yeah. a goal.
2: We'll never we'll sign him. Straight. Uh where were we? Uh, St James' <laughs> Park, Newcastle. Oh yes, I can see. Last scored a goal
0: against us there. In the Premier League, so yeah,
2: Newcastle, yeah, Newcastle haven't scored a goal against us at Saint James's Park in the Premier League, and they get two in what, f- two three minutes of each other, and as soon as it goes, as soon as the second goes in, it's game over. Like we just, the way we've been playing since the Tottenham game, we ne- we don't look like coming back. Even when we got one, we even got uh, the Dunk's goal. It still didn't feel like we were ever going to equalise. And I spoke to one of my friends who's a Newcastle fan. And he was saying, oh, we didn't play very well. We were pretty poor. I was like, that just shows how poor we were. Because I thought Newcastle done okay. I didn't think they were particularly great. If that's them playing poor, and then, oh, I just, don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. This football club irritates me sometimes. But I love it and hate it at the same time. It's not
0: It's um... <laughs>
2: relationship. It's funny, as you say, like
0: um, we've gotten at the start of the season, we were getting points when perhaps we didn't play particularly well. Um, And you guys can disagree with me on this if you want um, and chime in, tell me I'm wrong. But I don't I can't remember a game this season, apart from maybe Leeds, where we didn't win, where I've watched us perform and gone. That was an absolutely incredible performance, because although we didn't score against Leeds, I think that was some of the best football I've seen us play this season. But even when we've beaten the likes of Watford, um, I don't think we've particularly played amazingly. Or it's been a game of two halves where we, we start the first half well or we you know, we do sl- slow and poor in the second or vice versa. I just don't think the performances have been there for 90 minutes this season. Um, and I just don't think we're creating enough chances. As you say, Aaron, the build-up play is way too slow. It is way um, too slow. Yeah, and I from, think,
2: the thing what annoys me is it's always the same people slowing it down. It's not just the one, it's not just the like the squad, it's the one, you play it to one person or a couple of players, They just slow it down instantly. But you want that one touch bang, one touch bang, quick. Not stop and stare, look, run, crew turn, goes nowhere. Goes nowhere. It doesn't do anything. It just frustrates me.
0: Yeah. Quote from you for you IT crowd fans. The problem with Brighton is they always try and walk it in, which is what people used to say about Arsenal back in the day. But it's true, you know, we just, we we're always looking for like the perfect pass or the, you know, the perfect shot. Where sometimes, as we saw against Villa, sometimes you've just got to take a chance on a shot from distance and, you know, fate will do the rest. But anyway, boys, um, another disappointing uh, performance, generally, I thought, um, as you say, Joe and Aaron. I don't buy into this whole. Oh, but we played better than they did. If we well, obviously didn't, because we lost. And Potter said that after the game. Um, he said that the better team won because they're the ones that scored the goals. Um, so, at the f- well, start of the show. Can I asked you. Sorry,
1: can I quickly can I... have a word on the people that say that we're going to get relegated or dragged back into a relegation battle? Um, Aaron, this is may- maybe for you, but come on now, really? That we're, we're there's no way um, that. This club will let that happen. Graham Potter will let that happen. And these players will let that happen. We've worked far too hard um, for for that to, you know, even cross the players' mind. Obviously, the players aren't going to be thinking, yeah, let's get relegated. Um, but, yeah, um, I, I just don't understand it because there's, what, 10 games left this season? How many now? Yeah, or, or 11. We, we are getting more points this season. I know a lot of people are on a down and saying, oh, where's our next point going to come from? The performances will improve. Every single squad in the Premier League, except for maybe City, Liverpool and people like that, um, will always have a slump in form. We will come out of this and we will see better days and maybe even a goal from open play as well. So, yeah, come on, everyone. Let's just chill the fuck out. The thing is...
2: (laughs) It would just be typical, typical Brighton. If we think about top ten in February and get relegated in May, like it would just be typical Brighton. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's relegation form, boys. It's not. It's not like it's. It's not even that like we're playing well and not winning. It's the fact we're we're not playing well and we we're losing and not losing like by one goal. We're getting battered most games.
1: Yeah, I'm not disputing that it. It's it's not relegation form. Of course it is. We lost four games on the bounce. What I'm saying is this squad have it in them to turn this around. Obviously, I know we're all a bit disappointed and negative and thinking, oh, that we're never going to win a game of football again. Um, but at the end of the day, for, for all the negatives that even I've said, They are Premier League footballers and and we will see better performances. The performances are slowly, slowly, slowly improving. We want that improvement quicker. Of course we do. I know we've got really difficult games coming up. We've still got to play Liverpool, City, Tottenham, Man United um, at home. There's probably a few more tough ones in there. West Ham. um, Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, these are all really tough games. But we've beaten every single one of those clubs before we can do it again.
0: It's, um, I think, I, I posted it on the group chat, Our, um, as you say, Aaron, our form is only worsened, uh, it's only worse, no, sorry, let me just prove that, it's only better than Everton and Leeds. They're the only two teams that are in worse form than we are. Yeah, and Leeds, Leeds Lee,
2: have conceded like, what, 20 odd goals in like four yeah. games. Something stupid. Yeah. Like that.
0: Now, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you can at me, you can, Drop a comment in the comment section below if you're on YouTube. I think we've got more points. If we had this points tally last season, we would have stayed up. So even if we don't get a single point to the end of the season, I think last season we would have stayed up on 33. But at the beginning, at the turn of the year, we were top 10. And we had lofty ambitions of making a late charge for Europe or at least consolidating that place in the top 10. We're currently 13th on goal difference, um, but we've played two more games than Leicester, a game more than Villa. I can just, I don't think we're going to get sucked into that relegation battle, but I think we're going to, I think if things continue the way they are, which I think they will, um, I think we'll finish about 14th. And I think, as I said in the previous podcast episode, I think that will be not a failure, but it will just be just be so hard to take after such a fantastic start to the season. Um, but boys, I said to you at the beginning of the show, what is Potter's perfect best 11 at this moment in time? Because so my question to you now is, what would you guys do to change this run of form? Would you make personnel switches, formation switches? What can Potter and his coaching staff do to make sure that this slump doesn't continue? So I'll come to you first, Joe.
1: Um it's a difficult one uh because whatever you say, the wonderful world of social media will absolutely batter you and and say you're wrong and that uh, you should be starting this person that person and saying you have dead ball knowledge I got told the other day um when I was just making a a nice little uh what's your what what what's the word um observation uh i guess um okay right best verse eleven for me is Bobby sanchez. Uh, a back three of Webbs. So, are we are we assuming that everyone's fit?
0: No, go for current. So, current form current. and current injuries.
1: Okay. So, Sanchez. Um, back three: Duffy, Dunk, Veltman. Um, wing backs: uh, Kukurea and lampty A midfield two of poor. Oh alzate and Lalana, um and then a front three i think i've got my numbers right here a front three of Neil maupay alexis McAllister, and i know we're saying current form and he's not been great recently but leandro trossard
0: i Um. am going to say something that now joe will shake your world and you know me i'm not i'm not adverse to a, a controversial opinion
1: you're not going to say Pascal Gross at right back again, are you?
0: No, mate, Shred I'm going <laughs> to say, in the summer, we should look to move Trossard on. That's what I'm going to say. Because I think on his day, he is a fantastic player, but he is a winger and he is playing as a striker. I have not seen enough from Trossard this season or the previous seasons to convince me that things are going to change 90 appearances 14 goals i've made aaron leave again i have a habit of doing that
2: um i just
0: if if i had confidence i will i will preface it this with this if i had confidence that if we moved trossar on and we brought someone else in i would say yeah do it but if it was like dan burn like ben white move trossar on replace him with no one then i'd keep him on. But I just, I don't see him enough. And I know that that consistency is the difference between him playing for us and him playing for the likes of some of the top clubs in Europe. And I I do totally get that. But I just don't think he suits the system that we play unless we play a a front three with actual wingers, which we haven't done since last season. Recall um, when we played against Newcastle last season, we did start with Trossard, Mopé and Welbeck and we looked amazing. But then we didn't do it again. So unless you're going to play that week in, week out, I think Trossard needs to be moved on and we need to bring in a diff- another striker who's an actual striker. Um, there's no doubt that Trossard has scored some fantastic goals this season and has, you know, he has contributed to you know, a fair amount of points. I'll give him that. But I just I'm not I'm not sold on Trossard. And I would at the moment, I would rather see Solly March play than Leandro trussa but that's just me I'll come to my 11 in a bit I'll let you just come you know uh, uh, like you know uh, you know think about what I've said Joe so you can rip me a new one in a minute uh, but Aaron you're starting 11 please on current form and injuries
2: uh, current form it would be Sanchez in goal a back three over Feltman Dunk and Roberts I would drop Duffy I don't think he's good enough anymore I think he's now hitting his Celtic form from last year um, then the fullbacks backs of and Kukurela, obviously. Midfield two of Bissouma and Modde. And then just in front of those two, it would be uh, Alexis McAllister. And then the same front two as Joe Morpay and Trossard. I just don't think Welbeck's the, the man to start. I would rather come off, him off the bench. I think he's more impactful that way, as my player ratings will show later on. <laughs> um, yeah we like
0: it um, I think my back we almost exactly the same as yours Aaron Sanchez in goal back three from left to right Roberts Dunkey and Veltman uh, then Kukurea at left at wing back and then I'd go for a midfield two and I'd go for Moda and Alzate and then just in front of them I'd have McAllister and then in front of him I'd have Mope and Ferguson I think this squad needs a shake up because I totally get that, you know, Ferguson, Roberts, then, and even to some extent Alzate, they probably haven't proven themselves enough in the Premier League to be regular starters. But I th- sometimes I just think, you know, as you say, Joe, if they're good enough to be on the bench, you need to be able to trust these players to get on that pitch. And we're not scoring goals at the moment, so what is the harm of giving Ferguson a go? You know, you know, maybe not against Liverpool. <laughs> I, I hasten to add uh, that wouldn't be my starting eleven for Liverpool, but for me, that's the sort of starting 11 I would have liked to have seen yesterday. Um, it's, it's one of those at the end of the day, as we've said many times before in this podcast, Potter sees these players week in, week out in training. He's privy to information that we are not. Um, and we just have to trust him. that He knows what he's doing because he does. Um, but yeah, I thought that might be quite an interesting thing, um, to discuss considering our current run. Now, um, Before we look ahead to uh, the Liverpool game, Aaron, you've made us really laugh with some of your player ratings in the past. Um, I don't mean laughing at you. I mean laughing with you. Um, So, Aaron, would you like to discuss your player ratings for the game?
2: I would. I would love to. I would love to. And this is not me being quite quite nice, I would have said, to be fair. So, we'll start off with Sanchez, uh, giving him a four, uh, couldn't really do much about the first goal, second goal probably could have done a bit better, but other than that, he didn't really have much else to do. A couple of good claims from corners, but other than that, not a great deal. Uh, Velt number five, uh, yeah, bet probably the best out of the front three, uh, front three, their uh, back three. Uh, definitely had a front three, Christ it completely changed that about. Um, Dunker four. It uh, was pretty poor, but obviously he did score. He hasn't really looked to himself really since he's come back from, from injury. But then again, he's just been chucked straight in there. No time to actually ease himself back in. Uh, Duffy at two. I thought he was dreadful yesterday. I really thought he looked woeful. There was one point he got the ball stuck underneath his feet and tries to play it out. And as soon as he took that touch underneath his feet, I was like, this is going to go terribly wrong. He did. I just didn't think he played very well at all. He hasn't done the last... Three or four games, in my opinion. Hence why, if I was Potter, I'd have played Roberts uh, instead of him. Lamp could three. He's not a right winger. He, he's just not a right winger. I don't know why we seem to go to a, a, a four at the back or even a, just a flat three. Um, he's so much better uh, as, a, as an actual fullback. Uh, going into Kukurea, gave him a five. Done all right. Again, he couldn't really do much with what what he had. Really He'd done okay, but again, pretty pretty standard. moderate actually over four. I thought he was really poor yesterday. I thought he was really poor Um compared to. I see a lot of things on Twitter, and the people just don't rate him. And I think he's he's looked like he's tired. He looks tired. I think that that is an, an issue. He just looks tired, which obviously his performance is not going to played the most games for us. Yeah, he's exactly that. So. Yeah, exactly that, Joe. He's going to be absolutely knackered, the poor side. Um, Azata actually gave a seven. I thought Azata done really well. I actually quite impressed with him. And I'm not an Azata fan. Um, but no, done really well. Um I'm not going to bother doing a gross mark because he'd done one thing in the game. Uh Trossard I gave him a three. Um, again, pretty ineffective, really. Um yeah, and then Welbeck gave him a two because he didn't really do a great deal, really. And the subs I all gave fours because again, they they done okay when they came on. And uh yeah, I think I apparently I was being harsh. I I went through the uh, play ratings of the old man, and he was like being quite harsh. I don't think I'm being harsh on certain ones. I think I. I gave Grosser two, but I feel that's even that's been generous to be honest. Like I know I know I'm gonna get so much shit from this, but he he needs just don't play him. Don't play him. Play Lalana, play out Basuma, play someone else who doesn't throw the fucking game down. It really, really annoys me. And yes, he has the most assists, yes, he has you know he's created the most chances. But we need to move on. He, he's contracts done in the summer. You know, it's not going to be rocket science that McAllister is going to be the natural replacement. Start McAllister, start him every game. And if you want to bring Gross on, then bring Gross on. I think but, with Pascal
0: Gross, you could he's always been slow, but you could at least used to be make, make the argument that he might have been slow in body, that he wasn't slow in mind. mind. No, but exactly. But he's, yeah. it, as you say, Aaron, I think it's gone backwards and he's becoming, it has. he slows yeah. us up both in body and in mind at the moment. So, yeah. There was one right. point
2: where there's one point he made a tackle. Uh, I mean, he clipped right, Fraser on the back of the head. And I was like, just send him off because he'd be playing with 10 men as it is. It wouldn't make a blind bit of difference. And my dad was like, yeah, probably, There's probably a good, good shout. And I'm just... I feel like I t- I feel like I slate gross too much, but then he does stupid shit that makes me go, oh, actually I'm I'm pretty justified in what I'm saying. And I again I'll probably get stick on Twitter. That's cool. But that's that's my opinion. And people have to have an opinion these days. And if they don't then if they don't like it, then that's fair enough. But I'm not here yeah. to please people, my friends. I'm here to give my honest opinions. Exactly that, and you know, uh, you're
1: well well within your rights to say whatever you want to say. But I I just think that uh, picking out a singular player um, for the performances of late, I know obviously yes, you can probably argue that Pascal hasn't been at it all season, um, but I think picking out one single player sometimes is just a bit. i I've, I've seen Brighton fans do it. For for so many seasons, whether it be Stevens, whether it be Proper, whether it be Ashley Barnes, if you, if you go back to back there, um, I just don't think it's very helpful, to be honest. Ob- obviously, I'm I'm well, you're well within your rights to have your opinion, Aaron. I'm not saying that you're you're wrong. I'm just putting my my sense in here and saying that it it's just not helpful at all. Um, and well within your rights to say he's he's not do it, doing enough. Um, but I think sometimes you just have to leave it.
2: But, yeah, ad. no, I, I get that. But then it's not just him that I'm. I'm saying it about. It's him, Welbeck, Duffy. Yeah, it's not. It, it's yeah. not. It, since that's that's where I think sometimes people would pick out on your focusing on one player. Like, to be fair,
0: because
2: mm. I've said this before in the Tottenham game, I, I pinpointed Gross and I, I did go in and Gross. So I'm not going to say I didn't. But he's not proved to me that what I said was wrong. Yeah. Like What I said was unjust, unjusted, uh, justified? unjustified, Un- that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teacher Tom. Talk, yeah, that's the right word. Yeah, <laughs> no. correct. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, it, like I said, it, it is my opinion, and yeah, absolutely, I completely. But I completely understand why people wouldn't agree with the opinion. But
1: yeah, it, if I think you say it, it doesn't faze it- me, mate. It, it comes. It comes to a point where you just sort of acknowledge. I absolutely acknowledge what you've said, and it, I think it is time for him to leave the club. Um, it comes to a point where you don't want his reputation but, uh, amongst Brighton fans to be tarnished because of what he has done in previous seasons. That first season he was with us, and even the last shooting season, I thought um, he was easily our player of the season for both of those seasons. I thought he was great. Um, But when Graham Potter came in, changed the system, then Pascal's been a little bit um, victim to maybe not quite fitting in. Um, And if it is time to say goodbye to him uh, this summer, fine by me, because as you say, Aaron, we do need to move on from him. Um, But when he does leave, it will be with my 100% respect for him um, and... Every single one of my well wishes, um, because he deserves to be at a club where he can um, be the main man and 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 provide what he can. What I know that he can provide, it's just not quite working at Brighton.
0: Yeah, and I think um, if we know anything about Brighton fans, no matter how much stick he's getting at the moment, if his club ever played Brighton, just like Ashley Barnes did uh, <laughs> with Burnley. Uh, the fans that were telling him, telling us all how much they hated him would be singing in his name a few seasons anyway. So, funny um, <laughs> old world, isn't it? Um, but no, um, yeah, I think uh, it's time for Pascal to seek pastures new. But, you know, as you say, Joe, he has been immense for us. But I think the last season in particular has, uh, has been telling. Um, so let's move ahead then because we've got a big game next. But is it going to be the Brighton way? Are we going to come off the back of defeats to Burnley, Villa and Newcastle and put in a worldy performance against Liverpool, Joe? Or are we going to see the slump continue?
1: Uh, as you say, the Brighton way, you, you've said it a lot on the podcast. Every Everyone knows what the Brighton way is. And the Brighton way is to go toe-to-toe with Liverpool and beat them 3-0. Um, I would be lying if I said that I was positive ahead of this game because it is um, former Premier League and Champions League um, champions. They are world-class, unbelievable team. They've got so many players that I could list off right now that could get into any squad in the world. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be a a really, really tough test, but a test that this squad is really going to need because if we're not at it. If we like how we have been, we are going to get absolutely slapped. I said it on the group chat. I said we're going to get absolutely slapped next week. Um, these players have to improve their mentality um, to just even stay in the game. Um, we saw how we performed at Anfield, probably one of the best performances of the season after Liverpool's third goal was ruled out through offside, um, gave us that chance, gave us that boost. Um, obviously, and Wepu with the, the goal of the season, probably up there with Morpé's overhead kick. Um, and as I say, yeah, one of the performances of the season. So let's hope we can we can do that from the start. Let's hope we can have a 90 minutes performance um, and just, just be on it because, as I say, we absolutely have to be on it because they will give us no um, leeway at all.
0: No, they won't. Um, Aaron, we tend to fare better at least performance wise when we play teams that are above us in the table Uh, perhaps that's because those teams allow us a bit more space to do our thing instead of sitting in a low block but as we've seen from the last few games pace has absolutely torn us apart but it's okay because there's not many pacey players in the Liverpool team is there it's not like Mane and uh, Salah are going to tear us a new one is it Aaron tell me it's going to be okay
2: It's not. It's not. It's not going to be okay. Um, oh God! It's going to be an interesting Saturday afternoon, isn't it? Dear me. Um, if we play like we did against Burnley and Video, it's going to be six or seven without a shadow of a doubt. We'll get absolutely humiliated because Liverpool can play at thirty percent and will still hammer us. Like if we play like we did against, but the last two home games without a shadow of a doubt. And I watched them yesterday and they could have quite easily been like 2 or 3 nil up within like 4 minutes. I was thinking if that happens on a Saturday it's going to be a very, very long afternoon. But like you said it, the Brighton way is we'll probably end up getting a point or we'll end up winning easily like 2 3 nil. we'll stop Liverpool scoring we'll Everyone will turn up. and It will be like with prime Barcelona. It's, I just don't know what we're going to get. I say this every time we do predictions. I don't know what we're going to get. And especially from our form recently, I'm hoping it's going to be better than what we've had. But I'm not very hopeful. I'm yeah. not very hopeful at all.
0: They're not a team that you want to go up against when you're in the sort of form that we are in. Um, As you say, Aaron, even when Liverpool are quite depleted like they were when we played them at Anfield last season, we still had to really work for our victory there. I think last season when we beat them at Anfield, they didn't have their regular goalkeeper. They had a makeshift back four. um, And even then, that was really hard going. So a fully fit, firing Liverpool are a force to be reckoned with. And if the players don't pull their socks up, metaphorically and figuratively, then uh, we are gonna get absolutely uh, torn to shreds um let's hope that doesn't happen um Joe I'll come to you first mate score prediction please and goal scorer
1: um goal, <laughs> Aaron's, Aaron's on one um poor oh, um tough one really tough I agree with Aaron we just never know what brighton's gonna turn up never know what we're gonna get uh Let's be positive and go for a this is actually me being positive, guys. I'll go for a one-all draw somehow. Um we done that last season um in, in the lockdown game. We we drew with them one one all. Um so yeah, let's go with uh Lewis Dunk again. Why not?
0: I will take your one-all draw every day of the week, Joe. Uh, Aaron, what are your thoughts on goals and scorers, and will we get absolutely thrashed?
2: We will not score, so we will not have scorers. Um, probably a good week if you're a FPL player to triple captain Salah if you've got him in your team. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. Um. I dread to think. Is my honest answer. I do not know. It, it all depends on if we turn up. It's going to be probably a draw. If we don't, yeah, it's going to be bad. I try. I can't even think positive at the moment. I generally can't. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know, boys. I really don't. <laughs>
1: I, I feel you there, Aaron, because yesterday, when the full-time whistle went, I was proper proper dejected. You can ask my wife. I was just slumped on the sofa, couldn't give a crap. I was spent meant to be enjoying uh, a baby-free day, um, as Tom mentioned at the start of the podcast. Um, and I thought, right, let's put a right dampener on this. Um, I then tried pulled myself out of it and thought right okay tomorrow on the podcast i'm gonna be nice and positive um i'm gonna say that we we're gonna get through this and everything's gonna be fine i i do believe that that everything will be fine eventually i don't know when (laughs) i wish i could tell you i wish i had a crystal ball um but yeah i'm sure your mood and your um Negative thinking is matched by probably about 80% of the Brighton fans right now. So um, well within your rights.
0: Yeah, um, I try to be positive as well. Whenever we do these predictions, I've always gone for a Brighton win. And if if this game had come before Christmas, I would probably keep that trend going. I'm going to predict a 2-0 loss. I just don't think we're going to be able to contain the pace um that liverpool have at their disposal uh, a current form i can't see us scoring um i think at best we could get a draw but as we constantly say on this podcast it just depends what brighton team turn up um and if the performance is not 110 percent we'll get torn apart so there you go um Just before we sign off for the episode, Joe, I would like to come to you and talk to you about your lovely, wonderful shirt that you're wearing, because I don't know if you know this listeners and watchers, but Joe is part of a wonderful football team that are doing wonderful things. And they've just been in the paper, Joe. So tell us about your lovely five-a-side team.
1: Yeah, um, just been in the paper in the Worthing Herald, uh, which we're incredibly grateful um, for them putting our story in there. Um, So last year after the um, third lockdown, I've lost count, but after the lockdown that ended last May, April time, maybe, I decided I wanted to get back playing football. I am incredibly unfit and still am, um, I have to say. I, I pretty much end up walking around the pitch every every Sunday. Um, so I decided every Sunday I would get a bunch of friends together um, and help them get fit again and help them, more importantly, get fit mentally again, because obviously lockdown and um, the whole COVID situation was tough for a lot of people um pretty much everyone in the country um was, was affected by it um so yeah i decided to put that together we've been plugging away for the last year um trying to uh get more people involved and the wonderful worthing herald put our story um in the the paper uh, which we're incredibly grateful for as i said um so what we do is every sunday just get together five aside um, and, uh, just have a laugh, have a kick about. Uh, so, if you are free, um, oh, we've lost Aaron. If you are free uh, every Sunday, it's Lancing Monks Recreation Ground, um, eleven thirty. Uh, if you want to get down, uh, please do. If you want to donate, um, I'll put a link on Twitter. You can go and follow us at Lancing Warriors. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's just, it's a great cause, and I love being a part of it. Really.
0: Ah, oh, good skills, mate. Really glad that you know you found something that you can connect to, especially after it has been a really you know mad couple of years for people, both physically, and mentally, it's been very mm-hmm. challenging. So, um, no, good skills, Joe. Really, proud I probably of you,
1: rambled a bit there, um, but yeah, um, and really exciting things are happening with it. I I contacted, uh, or sorry. I was contacted by the Lansing Football Club chairman yesterday to see if they would be able to help us in any, any way. Um, a great guy, um, wants to do so much for us. Also, Mental Health United um, have done quite a lot for us as well, um, sort of emulated what they're doing there. They do um, a session in Hove and a session in Lansing as well. Um, so if, you, if, if you're more over Brighton Way, go and check out Mental Health United and, and get involved with them
0: definitely amazing causes there thank you joe well then guys that is it from us at albion obsessed thank you to aaron and to joe for joining us this afternoon and thank you for listening and watching don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't already for more albin obsessed content coming at you in the near future follow us on twitter and make sure you at aaron about his dodgy pascal gross opinions but that's it from us we'll see you next time take care